So this weekend, as a nation, we are remembering. We're remembering those who have given their life. There's two reasons we're doing that. First of all, we want to honor those who've given their life. They've sacrificed. But there's another reason that applies more to us directly. It is so important to remember what brought you victory. You know, one of the things is, is that whenever you've arrived somewhere, or maybe you're just born into something, you're born into a blessing, or you receive a blessing, one of the things that can happen is that we forget how the blessing came about. So as a nation, we're remembering that the reason that we are blessed the way that we are is because there are those who have given their life to do that. Because if we don't remember that, what happens? What happens is we end up back in the same place and others have to give their life as well. And that's some of what Daniel's talking about. That's some of what, where, where we may end up back. But that also applies in the Christian life. For those of you who've received the Lord, before that you've walked through a time period of darkness. And then when you receive the Lord, it was like fresh air coming in. It was like new life because it was new life. But here's what can happen. What can happen is after we receive that victory, we begin to forget what brought us there. And the danger of doing that is that we end up back in the same hole that we left. Because what happens is we begin to think that, oh, well, I'm victorious. You know, it's like the team who, who finally wins the big game. And after that, what they do is that when they re-engage the enemy, they just kind of go through the motions. Why? Because I'm the victor. I know I'm good. All I got to do is go out there. I've been there before. I just got to go out there and do what I did before. And that's where we can get to as Followers of Jesus. Well, I'm just going to, you know, go to church. You know, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to hear the preacher sing whatever. Then I'm going to go do my thing. Maybe I'll pray. Maybe I won't pray. And what happens is, is that as we just through the motions, we begin to lose our focus on the Lord. And our focus begins to drift onto other things. Maybe even blessings of the Lord, which can really be dangerous because it, it doesn't feel like we're not looking at the Lord because we're looking at the blessings. But when we're looking at the blessings, we're not actually looking at the Lord. And what we're actually doing at that point is we're worshiping an idol and it begins to pull us away from the Lord. One of the biggest things we can do to continue to walk in victory is to go through the discipline of reminding. That's what we're doing as a nation this week. That's why we have communion every week to remind us, to remind us that Jesus did not just forgive you. And what I mean by that is, God didn't just go, oh, you know what, that's okay. I love you too much. I'm not going to hold your sin against you. That is not what He did. Instead, what He did is said, 
cannot receive you because of your sin. But I'm going to make a way. I'm going to kill my only son that has never sinned. So that, so that you can then be forgiven and come in. When we forget that, when we forget the price that was paid, what happens is we begin to take it for granted. We begin to go through the motions, and what we begin to do is we begin to just move on to the next thing about getting more things. You know, the problem about having two things going on is we don't have time to stop and remind. It's so important to have time to stop and remind. That's part of what we do when we spend time with the Lord. We stop. We remind ourselves of who God is, of who we are to Him. Because when we don't do that and we just walk out into the day, we begin to live differently and we set ourselves up. We set ourselves up to be drawn away from the Lord and we, we start to think we can handle it, but the reality is there's a scripture to look at this morning. It's 1 Peter um, the first chapter, beginning in 16. 16. For the scriptures say, You be holy because I am holy. That means we are to walk in the way that Jesus walked. It's so important to really look at his life and to look at how he lived because that's. Way we want to walk. The scriptures don't say Jesus died for you. He lived a whole life so that you don't have to. Now go out and just do your thing. That's not what the scriptures say. We were looking this morning. We were reading in Matthew about the narrow path and how few take the narrow path. The majority, the majority are on the wide path, and those majority. Many of them are still sitting in churches, but they're not actually following Jesus. They said, I believe in Jesus, and the scripture says the demons believe, and he in Jesus, and I'm grateful for a sacrifice, but this is my life, and I'm going to live it how I want. That's not following Jesus. And when we're not following Jesus, we don't receive the inheritance that he gives. It goes on in verse 17 that says, and remember. It's a command. Remember. So many times we don't think about remembering or reminding as a discipline. We, it's just something that we wait for. You know? Oh, and it's nice when we have a memory of something. It's a command. <laughs> remember. That means what do I do about it? I time. I make time in my day to sit down, and here's one of the things I've learned. I can't just sit down and start going through the Word. I can't just sit down and start praying. Because when I do, I don't get connected, and I end up just going through motions. What I've found I have to do is I have to sit down and I have to just be. I have to just be. I cannot just jump into the Word. I cannot just jump into prayer. I have to be and I just have to let myself come down. And then, and then I begin to respond to the Lord. 
And maybe I pray. Maybe I, maybe I go to the Word. I, I let the Lord lead, but I have to stop. Remembering and reminding is a discipline. And you know what that means? It means it's a choice. I decide. Am I going to remember? Or, much to do today, i got to get up and get going. As this scripture talks about, those things that you think are important, that you're right now, they're fading away. And they're actually not nearly as important as some other things. So it says, remember that the Heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. Oh yeah. You know the thing about favorites is we love to be the favorite, but we hate it when somebody else is the favorite. Am I right? Because what's the problem with favorites? Favorites get away with things that you don't get away with. But you know what? Even if you don't think of yourself as the favorite, it's so easy. Even if you don't use that analogy, it's so easy to be lulled to that place where you actually think of yourself as God's favorite, even if you're not saying that terminology. Here's how it happens. You see, when it comes to the things that I struggle with, the things that I'm tempted by, I know how hard Turn away from those temptations. It's hard. So you know what I tend to do? I tend to have leniency for myself. Because it's hard. I mean, if you're living this, I'm telling you, hard. But you know what? Some of you are tempted by some things I'm not really tempted by. I tend to be a little less lenient for you. I mean, when you mess up and you do things maybe aren't even sinful that I don't like, but especially if they're sinful, I'm like, oh, God, bring down there. Show them, God. Don't let them get away with it. But then a few moments later, when it comes to my sin, I'm like, oh, here I go again. Oh, I know I shouldn't have done The struggle is so hard. so hard. Well, anyways, we'll just go on and we'll talk about this later. You see what I'm saying? Here's what I did. I made me the favorite and you not. Because I want fire to come down on you, but for me... Hey, I mean, you know, the situation I was born into and the people I got to put up with and, you know, the things that are brought to me, I mean, it's just too much. Come on. Remember, God has no favorites. He loves you. but you... He loves the person next to you just as much. And so what that means is that when I come before the Lord, I come before the Lord the same as every other person. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. Oh, what? Wait a minute, I didn't think it was about words. It's not. (laughs) 
But you know what? Jesus taught this. What's in your heart is going to come out into your actions and your words. You need to pay attention to what you're doing. Oh, well, but you, you just got to know my heart. Well, I do know your heart. I know your heart by looking at your actions. Well, that's not who I really am. You're absolutely right. It's not who you are. You can be different. God has made you different. God has provided a way for you to live differently. He's provided a way through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, for you to live holy as Jesus did. That's what He provided. But when you are walking in a sin pattern, that's who you presently are. That is what is in your heart. I don't care if you say, well, that's not my intentions. No, that's what's coming out. That's what's in there. Does that mean there's no hope for you? No. There is all kinds of hope because Jesus paid for it. He paid for it. It's, it's wiped away. But here's the thing. You can live differently. Understand this. When you're walking in a sin pattern, you are choosing it. And I know how hard it is because I know how hard it is to, to, I know what it's like to walk in a sin pattern and to want to break free and to struggle and struggle and struggle and oh, okay? So I'm not sitting here, you know, throwing out But what I found, one of the ways that I found that leads me to freedom is I've got to embrace I'm choosing, I can't blame it on God. I'm choosing this. And so what I've got to do is I've got to get more serious. Because see, part of the problem is, is that what I found was I wasn't serious about getting into the presence of God and focusing on God, even as I'm doing See, because you can do full-time ministry without really focusing on the Lord. Not real ministry, but you can do you know, the American version of ministry. And you can do it by just focusing on, okay, I need to get this lesson out, I need to do this you know, activity, and, and just going about those things. And not really allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you. And not really taking time to get real for the Lord because you're always accomplishing tasks. What showed me is that it was a struggle with sin that would drive me to get serious with being reminded of the Lord and focusing on Him. Because what I discovered was, even as a pastor, sin will rule me unless I get really serious about focusing on the Lord and not going through the motions. I have spent time getting up every day, word praying, doing ministry, walking. How do you break free? You and you get real before the Lord and you do whatever it takes. The Lord has no favorites. You will be judged or rewarded according to what you do. Now again, it's not about that. It's about you giving your heart to the Lord. But if you truly give your heart to the Lord, guess what? Your actions are going to change. It's when I block my heart from the Lord. When I say, no, God, that area is mine. I will do what I want. That's when the actions that I don't want come out of me. So, you must live in reverent fear of Him during your time here as temporary residents. 
I, I think he says temporary residence to remind us that it's temporary. Because again, here's what happens. It's not that we tend not to acknowledge the Lord. It's just that your boss is expecting certain things from you. Your family is expecting certain things from you. Your school is expecting certain things from you. You know, this team that you're a part of, this club you're a part of, everybody is expecting all of these things, and you just get up that day and you're like, ah, I got to go get it. Oh, and plus, I also, I want some time for myself. And what happens is you just, you get into this pattern, and it's not that you really meant to, you, you know, but the reality is, is what you're actually showing is that you're not living in reverent fear of the Lord. You're living in fear of everybody else and what they think and what they could do to you. To live in reverent fear of the Lord is to say, you know what? <laughs> I will put him first no matter what because this is all temporary. Now, does that mean I, I, I don't try to do things well? No. Does that mean I don't help? No. But it means I start with the Lord. I start with the Lord and if there are consequences for that, let them be. That's where I'm going to start. That's what it means to live in reverent fear of the Lord. Verse 18, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was paid, it was not paid with mere gold or silver which lose their value. The empty life you inherited from your ancestors of us have inherited some pretty nice things from our family. Some of us inherited a good name. Some of us didn't. <laughs> Some of us inherited finance. Some of us didn't. No matter what you've inherited, it is empty. And what I mean by that is, it's only temporary. It's not going to really provide you Anything. You know, I've shared this before, but growing up, uh, my grandfather in the area that I lived was, was well known. And, and he was one of the wealthier people in the area. He was. He had a really good name. You know, wherever I went, I was the grandson of so and so. I kind of rode the coattails of that. But you know, he's gone. And the things that were handed down from I'm not saying they're bad, but they're empty. <laughs> they don't really provide anything that's lasting. I'm grateful, okay? But where I find something that is fulfilling is in the Lord and the Lord alone. You know, I'm partially grateful that the Lord led me away from my home to really see that so that I could no longer try to ride those coattails. Understand that it was the Lord and the Lord only that I had that would fulfill me. It was the precious blood. last has been revealed for your sake. You know, 
things I see in this nation and, and I'm guilty of. When it comes to Memorial Day, it's a longer weekend. <laughs> it's a time to, you know, do some fun stuff at home. It's not really a time to remember those who've given their life so that I could have this life. I've been guilty of that. And more as our freedoms fall away, I want to remember that because I too. I may have to receive some consequences in this life in order to stand up for freedom so that my kids and others can have freedom. I find that I do the same thing with the Lord. Instead of being grateful that Jesus gave His life, I'm moving on to the next thing. Okay, that's nice, Lord. Thank you. Now, I want some other things. Oh, I need some healing. You know, I need some blessing here. And again, you know, as Stephanie was praying, none of those things are bad, okay? I mean, God said He's going to do things through us. But not if I'm not focused on the Lord. Not if I'm not focused on Jesus. You know, people come up and they do communion meditations to center our heart on Jesus. We talk about all kinds of different things. And that's okay, because all kinds of different things center on Jesus. But sometimes what I find is, we don't even bring Jesus up. We talk about all kinds of other things. We never bring Jesus up during communion. <laughs> Why? It's move on. And we start thinking about everything else, and we take Him Not only do we want to honor Him, but I'm telling you, if you stop really remembering the price that He paid, we will drift away from Him and we lose everything. Everything that we gain through the price that He paid. So we want to discipline ourselves. We don't remember Him when I feel like it. I want to remember Him when I don't feel like it. And I find that when I remember Him when I don't feel like it, I start to feel like it. I don't want to be ruled by my emotions. I want my emotions to follow my love for the Lord. So, this weekend, don't just remember what's been sacrificed for the nation you live in. Remember what's been sacrificed for you so that you can have freedom now have the hope of eternal life. Discipline yourself. Wait for it to happen. Make it happen. Lord, thank you that you paid the price that was necessary to know you. For us to be able to walk the path before us. And it's not, Lord, but your yoke is easy and your burden is light, Jesus. So show us how to take that on ourselves. Not to take on the, the burden of a, of a false God that we've named Jesus, but to really take on only your burden. And to really take on your yoke. To be led by you, Lord. Would you show us how to do that? Lord, as we go to your word, I pray that you would bring it to life.
I pray that for those who say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to look into problems, I pray that you would bring it to life for them, that you would impact and fill their hearts with it. We pray this in Jesus' name.